What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Baseball Connection. Back at it again, as always. We had a great night of baseball. Most nights of baseball are good, but yesterday was awesome. We had Otani doing double duty. He was pitching. He was hitting. He was stealing bases. He was doing good stuff. Let's start with him. Let's start with that game. The Angels won 6-2 over the Rockies, and he did pretty much everything. I mean, really. So RBI single, stolen base. I mean, also remember, he went deep into this game. He hit 100 miles an hour on his 99th pitch. I mean, one of the things that I wanted to monitor with him, I'm sure not the only one, is like, how would he fare, you know, as far as, you know, velocity late in the games, in games where he's also hitting, right, and running the bases and stuff? Is that going to make him tired, you know, running around, sliding around and stuff? But he has pretty good stamina, at least it seems. Seven innings, one earned run, five punch outs for him yesterday against the Rockies. He's been awesome. I mean, he's continued a bounce back stretch after he was chased from his June 30th start on the road at Yankee Stadium, where he got lit up. He gave up seven runs in just two thirds of an inning. But since that early exit, he's posted a 135 ERA over 20 innings over three starts in July. He's also limited batters to a 181 average. He seems to be better at home. He's 3 0 with a 179 ERA at home this season. So, superstar, AL MVP, front runner, hit RBI, stolen base. He became the first pitcher to get all three in the same game while playing in an AL ballpark since Louis Tiant did so for Minnesota in 1970 against the Detroit. I don't like that statistic. That's pretty dumb, honestly. Why would, why would we really be tracking pitchers hitting stats in AL ballparks? I think it's pretty, um, yeah, I think that's pretty pointless. But... We know Otani is in a league of his own with what he can do. The Mariners, they rallied. They came back and they stunned the first place Astros last night in an 11-8 win. On a night where they trailed by seven runs and they seemed down and out. I mean, so the, the Mariners are an interesting team. You know, they have a negative run differential, right? But they're nine games over 500, 55 and 46. That's not common you don't see a team with you know that's, that gives up more runs than they can score and they have a winning record like this strange things are happening in Seattle I mean strange things are happening that's that's what I can say but yeah they rallied to come back Dylan Moore crushed a pinch hit two out grand slant with Seattle trailing by one in the bottom of the eighth connected on every bit of that one one cutter from Brooks Raley and yeah he knew it was gone right away pointing to the dugout and Paul Seawald came in and shut the door with a hitless score, uh, with a hitless and obviously scoreless, not necessarily obviously, but a hitless and scoreless ninth inning to get his fourth save. Like I said, pushed the the Mariners to five games over, sorry, nine games over 500. They're 55 and 46. They're within one game of the second wild card behind the Oakland Athletics. So, yeah, Houston was stunned. Houston was stunned. They did not expect to lose that game after getting off to a seven nothing lead. Uh, that's that's definitely uh, that's a heartbreaker for Astros fans if you're watching that game. Well, it's not really a heartbreaker. It's just frustrating, obviously, because you know you have a good team. Michael Brantley continues to do what he does. Three for four yesterday. Continues to rake. You know he's up there among the league leaders in in average. Correa two for five with two doubles. Kyle Tucker stays hot. One for five with a three run homer. Abraham Toro and Martin Maldonado also homered. As you saw, offense was not the problem for. The Houston Astros, they just, uh, they choked, they choked this away. They choked this away um, and they let the Mariners back in it. 
Happens sometimes. That's baseball. More heroics. Let's go out to Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. The Phillies defeated the Nats by a score of 6-5. to five. Clutch Kutch, I'm going to call that. That's what I'm going to call the title of this episode, Clutch Kutch. Mr. Andrew McCutcheon hit his eighth career walk-off home run, a three-run homer to right field, going oppo taco there to stun the Nationals and propel the Phillies. So the Phillies are a game above 500. Kutch has been good this year. He's coming off an ACL tear. Remember, he you know, he missed time with a torn ACL, but Clutch is an 815 OPS on the season. He's having a very, very strong season. Bounce back, 18 home runs. The pop is there, too, for him. And I'm liking what I'm seeing from him. I mean, he's not hitting leadoff for them. He's in the cleanup spot. They have Gene Segura doing good things up in the leadoff spot. But I think the cleanup spot is, is it looks just fine for, for Andrew McCutcheon, at least right now. He's He's got some pop, 18 homers. That's That's getting the job done at this point. For sure. In late July, 18 home runs. That's good stuff. Reese Hoskins also homered, hit his 22nd of the year. So Kutch also had a double yesterday as well. So Phillies stunned the Nats with three runs in the bottom of the ninth thanks to that home run, that walk-off blast by none other than Andrew McCutcheon. There was a trade yesterday involving the Cubs and the A's. So the A's finalized a deal to get lefty Andrew Chafin from the Cubs. And, yeah, I mean, the past three trade deadlines, the A's have been serious contenders. They've never hesitated to make a jump on deals they believe would increase their chance of making a deep playoff run. That's that's no different here. That's no different here. So the in return, the Athletics sent Cubs outfielder Greg Dykeman, and he's actually ranked as Oakland's number nine prospect, and then low A right-hander Daniel Palencia. Greg Dykeman, that's a name I'm familiar with because I remember when he was in high school following him there on like the All-American circuit and stuff. Good to see that he's he's having a good minor league career and he, he could be a big leaguer soon. So that's cool. But Andrew Chafin is a big league, he's a big league reliever right now. And that's what the Oakland A's need. I mean, he's mainly been a setup guy for Craig Kimbrell this year. So at, you know, out there in Oakland, you could see him fulfilling a similar role um, as Oakland uses Lou Trevino as their closer. But I mean, the A's bullpen has blown 15 saves. And that's tied for fourth most in the American League. So they're trying to upgrade that bullpen. That's what they need. So gives them another option from the left side along with Jake Diekman. And, and that's that's what they need. So speaking of the Cubs, speaking of the Cubs, pretty uh, pretty good game yesterday between the Cubs and the Reds. A a nice comeback victory there. They beat the Reds 6-5 to five on a walk-off single by Javier Baez. Technically a single. It was a deep fly ball to center field. But what happened was... It was bases loaded, one out, tied game, 5-5. Amir Garrett on the bump. Amir Garrett and Javier Baez don't like each other. They have some beef going back to earlier in the year, I think even a previous year, um, drawing at each other, things like that. Um, and before this at-bat, you know, Javier Baez was coming off the bench. He was coming off the bench to pinch hit and, like, in the pitcher spot. But he was just already chirping at Garrett, and Garrett was – I mean, Garrett was chirping back at him. First pitch, he lifts it deep to center field. It's a walk-off. And, and uh, you know, Javier Baez is making some motions to bat. Basically, looks like he's making, like, a sweeping motion. But, obviously, the, season, the series isn't over, so it's not a sweep. But, um, nonetheless, he's, he's basically saying, like, go home kind of thing. And some tempers flare, but the game's over. And Cubs win. Cubs win. But this was a comeback victory for the Cubs because Cincinnati was up, up 5-3. 
You know, they're up 5-3, and then Chicago scores one run each in the 7th, 8th, and ninth, inning, ninth innings to win this thing. They got some, you know, some big hits. Uh, Wilson Contreras hit 8th inning, inning home run, which was really big. Um, it looked like Kyle Hendricks, you know, because Kyle Hendricks was in trouble to begin the game. Four and a third with five earned runs, two home runs. It looks like it looked like it was going to be, uh, you know, all Cincy, but, you know, Cubs were able to come back. Offensively, on both sides, um, good stuff we saw. You know, we saw good stuff across the board. I want to shout out Jesse Winker. You know, he's been good all year. With Castellanos out, he's the guy they're really leaning on right now. He was three for four yesterday with a double. Votto and Farmer, Kyle Farmer hit a, hit home runs. Farmer actually hit a triple and a homer yesterday. But at the end of the day, they took the L. They took the L. Cubs won at home by a score of 6-5. to five. So... That's going to be it, folks. That's going to cover it. That'll do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.